0: Anastasia and this is Cozy Corner, a place for me to talk about life and feelings and art and anything else on my mind. So grab a drink and get cozy and we'll begin. to this. It is my third episode. Can you believe it? I've actually kept this up for three whole weeks and I'm still loving it. I want to start off just by saying thank you for the sweet feedback on last week's episode. I know it was a little bit different being about business and it wasn't exactly like a casual chat. I feel like I had a lot of important stuff to say, at least important stuff to me, but it was really well received and you were all so kind and I think it helped Even if it was just one person, then I've done my job. Um, But a few of you said it was helpful, so that's amazing. And thank you for still listening and actually wanting to hear my voice. I will say before we carry on that if you want to help me and want to help this podcast, just click follow on Spotify on the podcast page if you aren't already. And if you download the episodes to your phone, it also helps me somehow. If you are listening on Apple, you can leave a review. That would be amazing and it also helps me so much and helps more people listen to the podcast and see it. So anything like that really, really helps. Even if you're just listening to this on YouTube now, give a little like and it just encourages me to post more really because it's like a nice response Um, and it's nice to see that people are enjoying it. So thank you, thank you, thank you if you do any of that. So all I want to do with you this week is just share some of my favourite things. I always get asked questions about movies I like or, or book recommendations, things like that. And sometimes it's hard to send people a list. I always kind of forget some um, and then miss them off and then think later, who was that person and how can I tell them? So first of all I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with films because it's the longest list I have on this little document in front of me. I mainly like thriller-type films and horror films, so I will just give you a little warning. Some of these films are very violent and some of them are a bit scary or disturbing, so please give them a little Google first and see if they be your kind of thing, rather than just going into this um, and not checking that. I wouldn't want to upset anyone if this isn't your kind of vibe. So first on my list is Kill Lists. Oh, and by the way, this list is not in any order, it's just as I remember stuff. So Kill List is a British thriller and it's about two hitmen. I won't give any spoilers here, but it's really, really dark and I love the kind of weird twist it has. The characters are really gritty and real and it's just a very dark, eerily real life, but then a bit surreal, strange film. Kill List is a film that not a lot of people have seen when I recommend it, Um, so I really, really, really think you should go watch it if you like that kind of thing. I also think in the UK we make so many amazing films and they're so underrated. I watched one recently called Catch Me Daddy, which is also very gritty and very real and very difficult to watch in some places. The main character, um, this girl, is... Not even an actress, like, she just got scouted and she does such an amazing job. She's so stunning. She's so, um, I don't know, a character that you really sympathise with. So Kill This and Catch Me Daddy, I would say, are two really, really, really good British thrillers. Next up, you've probably heard me talk about Midsummer and Hereditary, but I love these films so much. They are by a guy called Ari Aster. Midsummer is for me a horror film but it's got big thrillery vibes. It's really dark, it's a bit culty, it's got a beautiful ending and I cried from feeling overwhelmed in that film. It touches on a emotionally abusive relationship and I feel like personally that was, uh, I don't know, triggering but not in a way I couldn't deal with, kind of I really related to the character and what she was going through and it just made watching it all the more difficult but in a nice way for me. I know that sounds messed up but you know when you watch something and you just relate so hard and then the ending is so empowering and weird and the music is beautiful, the imagery in that film is beautiful, the whole thing is just a big overwhelming horrifying beautiful thing, in the best way horrifying. I think it's kind of divided people a little bit. I know people that really hate it and just don't get it at all. And then other people who really connect with it like I have. Um, so I would recommend just give it a chance. If you like horror films and you want something a bit different, give it a chance, seriously. So moving on to the other film that I like by the same director, Hereditary. Hereditary. And I really think probably most people who have listened to this and who like horror films, you've probably seen Hereditary already. It is just a straight-up horror, I don't know, dark, also very beautiful, but very, oh, I don't know, very eerie. Toni Collette plays the mum of the film, and she is just a, I don't know, out-of-this-world actress actress. Their performance in it is terrifying and I feel like it really touches on weird family dynamics and for me that was the most disturbing part of the whole film and I loved it. Can I just say as well, with both Midsummer and Hereditary, the music alone can make me cry. Just um, last week me and my boyfriend were listening to songs from both films, from the soundtracks, and I actually had tears. The hair stood up on my body. I don't know why, but those films really affected me. And they kind of became, like, instant favourites for me. Okay, next up, Saint Maud. Saint Maud is a really new film and, again, it's a horror. It has, like, a religious vibe to it. But the symbolism in it and how it looks, I don't know, it really, really got to me. And I thought it was really beautiful and I can't wait to watch it again. I'm going to leave that one there, I don't want to say too much, but *Sent Mod is, again, another horrifying fave for me. Next up, we have a couple of Korean films, and just because a film is in another language and has subtitles, do not let that put you off. I feel like Korean cinema is some of the best there is, Um, and the horror films that are Korean, or the thrillers that are Korean, that I've seen so far, have been some of my favourites. Parasite is a film you might have heard of, um, it's Korean, it is amazing, I feel like I'm really bad at finding words good enough to describe films I've just realised but Parasite is basically about class divide and it is darkly funny to watch um, but also too real and you really find yourself rooting for the main characters even though they are so flawed. So I think Parasite is great we watched it again at Christmas, that's the second time I've watched it, and even my mum enjoyed it. It's not normally the kind of thing that she'll watch, but it's just sad and funny at the same time, and a little bit creepy. It has everything that I like from a film, really. So my next Korean film recommendation would be Old Boy. It's not really that new, it's from 2003, but it's just a complex and dark thriller type film. The main guy is just so engaging and such a weirdo but in the best way and it basically starts off with him being held captive and then you kind of find out why and very dark, very great. I found out recently that in Korea there is a cultural significance of revenge so in a lot of Korean films that is a subject that they kind of explore and I've not really watched many films on that subject before and it's cool to see that come through, um, through the art, I guess. So something very different now, back to something that is British. I really recommend watching I, Daniel Blake. It's basically about a guy that can't work and about how Britain treats people in that situation who are vulnerable and who need help. It is so real, it's a real situation for so many people here but I really failed to see how anyone could watch that and not sympathise with people that are struggling with money, struggling to keep up with bills, struggling to get support, people who are in the hardest situation in this country. So I, Daniel Blake, is... It made me cry so much, like, sobbing, ugly crying. I can't recommend it enough. Please, 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 please watch I, Daniel Blake if you watch any of the films from this list. So to just round up the list here, I have a few more films that I love. One of them is Us. Lupita Nyong'o in this film. I'm trying to explain how much I love stuff and not spoiling it, but her acting, you'll know what I mean if you watch the film, and her physical acting in this is just next level. It blew me away, it creeped me out in the cinema. So this film is really a 10 out of 10 for me. And you might know... Jordan Peele's previous film that he did, which is Get Out. I feel like more people have seen Get Out than Us, so do give us a watch. Lastly, I want to mention Uncut Gems. It is, again, a thriller and unpredictable, but Adam Sandler plays the main role, and it's a serious role, and he is so fun to watch. It's one of those films where everything is so annoying, you're just like, you want to intervene because it's stressing you out seeing the mess that is on the screen, but it's just great, and the main thing for me with this film is the aesthetic, like the neon lights, New York, jewellery, diamonds, opals, it's about a guy who sells jewellery, and the rest is basically history, but it's just, it's just cool, it looks really, 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 really cool. Okay, let's move on to books before I get carried away with 5 million films, These are just books that I've read recently, let's say within the last three or four years, that I've really, really enjoyed. As you'll know if you follow me for a bit, I always go on about how books have changed my life, and they really have, because reading just is an escape for me. So these books are just really standout books that I've read and felt a special kind of way about. First of all, American Psycho. It's a really challenging book to read, because not only is it just violent in some places, more than the film, I would say, if you've seen the film, which is great, the book is worse. Worse than you could ever imagine. But it really helps you kind of get to see the perspective of the main character, Patrick Bateman, and basically what a sociopathic person he is. It's one of those books that you kind of have to push through, because there are parts where He's just talking about deciding where to go to eat for about 20 pages. But that's all part of learning his character. And by the end of the book, I felt so connected to this world. And even throughout its darkness, I don't know, I really just love American Psycho as a book. Way more than the film. And I love the film, so that's saying something. So next I want to recommend Queenie by Candice Carty-Williams it's sort of a... I don't know how to explain the genre of this book. I've just looked on Google and it says it's a novel and it's psychological fiction. It's about a girl called Queenie and she goes through some hard times and she's got family problems, boy problems, work problems and I don't know why but I just fell in love with Queenie the character. She's so complex and I related to a lot of the stuff she went through in the book once you pick it up, you won't be able to stop reading it. It was like love at first sight for me. The more I read, the more I loved Queenie, even though she's a she's a real person, like she's not perfect. And I really felt that throughout this book. You think of it as kind of like a friend that you love or a little sister or someone that you want to be happy and want to protect. So following on from that... I really want to recommend to you My Sister the Serial Killer by Oyinkan Braithwaite. So, as the title suggests, it is about a sister who's a serial killer. But it's so much more than that. It is so, so funny, hilarious in some places, and so beautifully and talentedly written. I was kind of blown away reading Queenie and My Sister the Serial Killer back to back next to each other. So much talent and two very different but, I don't know, two of the best books I read last year, that is for sure. So two more books on my little list here. The next one is The Great Believers. and um, This is by Rebecca Mackay. So this is a fictional novel but it's based on the AIDS crisis in 1980s Chicago, I believe. I was kind of sceptical when I went into this book because Rebecca Mackay is here writing about gay uh, men and trans people yet she doesn't come from that perspective so I didn't really know what to think and of course I would prefer to read something like this from a first person perspective from someone who's been through this and experienced this or can kind of relate to that perspective more. Obviously she can't understand the difficulty that, that gay men and gay women and queer people or trans people were going through at that time. So I was doubtful going into it. But Rebecca's research and sensitivity to the subject shines through and I was reading a little thanks bit in the back. And the way she's respected these people's stories and the way she took real people's stories and then kind of gave them that voice through these amazing characters is really done so respectfully and this book changed a lot for me. It taught me a lot, it gave me some insight into a time that I very ignorantly haven't really put that much time into researching and it really helped me to kind of start doing my own research about people living with HIV or AIDS or kind of how that affects people and how it was in history and how people were treated for having HIV or AIDS. This book is that kind of book where I wanted to be friends with the characters. I loved these characters. There's this one character in there called Yale, and I still think about Yale. How weird is that? I still think about him, but he's a character in a book. I don't know how to explain it, but it really... Listen to me. I don't have words for once. I loved these characters, I fell in love with these characters and I felt pain with these characters and I cried. I never cry when I'm reading, but I actually cried. I would say really give this book a chance and I think by reading this kind of thing and sharing this kind of thing we continue to break down how taboo these subjects um, were made to be. So lastly on my little book list, we have Birds Without Wings by Louis de Bernieres. Now, this is a straight-up tragic love story. It is about Greece and Turkey and that part of the world in history. So, this is based on a time that was real, but it contains a story that obviously isn't real, but it's real once you've read the book, of course. Now, I have a personal connection to this because my dad is Greek Cypriot and has been through various stuff in his life to do with where he's from etc, cetera, etc, cetera. I won't get into that here, but reading this story of the conflict and how people were kind of put against each other and just imagining that time and all the little relationships that would have started and ended within that time period in history, it not only educated me on something I didn't really know about, I'm not that knowledgeable on history, so that was helpful for me because it is very history heavy which at first was scary for me, but then I was like, come on, I'm going to do this. But it also has a really tragic love story that will just break your heart, but you'll love the heart being broken. I don't know if that sounds weird, but it's so beautiful and so sad. And sometimes sad things can give us that kind of, okay, I'm alive, this is feelings. Before we move on, I want to recommend a graphic novel artist. Now, I love Adrian Tomine. I used to say Tomine, but then someone in a bookshop told me it was Tomine, so I do hope it's Tomine. He makes the most beautiful graphic novels, and I have every one he's made, I think. There's quite a few, but one I can recommend is Summer Blonde, and they're like these weird short stories that sometimes feel like it doesn't go... (sighs) kind of somewhere not in a mean way I don't mean that like there's no story but they're very open ended and they're sometimes quite ambiguous and his style of illustration but also his style of writing is one of the first things that I truly loved as in um, an art form I connect with his story so much and if you want to try something different and books aren't really your thing I would really recommend his graphic novels so Adrian Tomine has Killing and Dying, that's a great one, Summer Blonde, Shortcomings, Sleepwalk. They're all amazing. I've just seen he had one released last year that I haven't got yet, oh my god. But they are stunning and a nice change from kind of novel fiction-y books. Alright, this was much requested actually. You would like to know what my favourite games are. So first of all, computer games. I absolutely love The Sims. I'm currently playing The Sims 4, but I really feel like Sims 3 was where it was at. I just play this on my laptop. And I also love Theme Hospital, which is a bit more niche, but it's like a hospital simulator type thing, and it's actually really hard. It's one of my favorite games, and I've been playing that and The Sims for, let's say, over 10 years now. Next up, some PlayStation games. Life is Strange was beautiful. It's very different to any game I played prior to that, so it's kind of like a butterfly effect game. A decision you make can change the course of the game and it's just a beautiful story and Life is Strange is great. If you haven't played it and if you're looking for a game that's a bit different, 100% go with Life is Strange. I haven't actually played the second Life is Strange, so if you have, let me know how it is, because I might give it a go. Next, Until Dawn, it's like a teen horror film in a game, and again, you decide on something and then it changes the game, so every time you play it, it's unique. Then we have on my list Red Dead Redemption 2. Some of you might have seen me post about this recently, but I love Red Dead. It's basically a western in a game. But there are some really beautiful parts, it's like this open world that is stunning and there's a snowy mountainy bit and a foresty bit and a wood bit and like with a beach and it's just, god, the most beautiful game I've ever played. There are of course missions and stuff and you have shootouts and it's all very fun but sometimes I just like to get on my little horse, ride across the plains and forage some herbs and some little mushrooms there's so many layers to Red Dead Redemption 2 and the first time I played it I was playing it like anyone would play it just doing missions here and there and not really spending that much time on how pretty it was but the second time I am taking my time I do like an hour every few nights or a few hours every few nights and just fully enjoy it and immerse myself in it there's loads of side missions you can do too that are optional like One of them is collecting some kind of orchids and then giving them to a collector. It will take you like 10 hours to collect these orchids but it's so worth it and then maybe he'll give me a little cute statue. I'm getting carried away but it is an amazing game and I love it. My last PlayStation game recommendation would be Heavy Rain. It's like a- how can I describe it- a bit like a CSI- not a CSI. I think I would describe it as like a mystery game and you're finding clues and you're trying to you're trying to solve a crime, I would say, but there's a lot going on and I just really enjoy those kinds of games that are a little different from the usual shooting, shooting, bang bang games and a bit more about a story. Heavy Rain isn't particularly long and it's kind of like watching a movie that you also interact with, so definitely give that a go. I really really enjoyed it and I actually played it in the first lockdown. So that is all from me today. I don't know how long this episode was. I hope it wasn't too long. I hope you didn't find it boring and you've got loads of stuff to watch and read and listen to now. So if you do like any of the stuff I've recommended just tell me. I would love to hear it and you know what? Receiving emails from you about the podcast I do a dance and a scream every time so keep them coming. Now your prompt for today because I'm doing my little prompts is favourite. Use that however you will but since I've been talking about my favourites maybe you can put something about your favourite things into something you create this week. My shout out for the week is Tyler Thrasher who is an extraordinary, that is the only word used to describe Tyler Thresher, artist and scientist and botanist on Instagram. He crystallised plants recently. And he crystallises bugs and he does science kits for kids and he makes plants, like, hybrids. He's just an amazing creative scientist and I really, really, really think you should go over to his Instagram And just be amazed at the stuff he makes. Just like I am basically every day. His Instagram at is Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R, thrasher, art. So please check him out. Okay, I'm going to sign off now. I am going to cook some food, do some cleaning. Just boring, wholesome stuff, really. Thank you for listening and I hope you're staying safe this week. We are almost at the end of January then we have a new month and we have valentine's day there is so much to look forward to i'm just trying to remember that thank you thank you for being here and we will catch up next week bye